Uh, everything is rule-based for one. I needed a neutral person who had a set of rules that could explain it to me of how to uh, not have expectations from people. Hey, my name is Stephanie Smith, and I'm just your typical Enneagram 3, obsessed with becoming the best version of myself and teaching you everything I've learned along the way. I'll be your biggest hype girl to find your purpose, joy, and who you are through the Enneagram. Here we will cover how to apply the Enneagram to your life, real life stories of relationships through the Enneagram, and how to be the best you. I know life is super busy, but I truly believe that self-development starts with knowing who you are. So thanks for bringing me along for the ride. This is my Enneagram life. You're listening to my Enneagram life, episode number 23. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode today because you get a sneak peek into the mind of an Enneagram one. On today's episode, you'll learn some growth tips for an Enneagram one, an inside peek and how the mind of a one works and some encouragement if you are one. You are in for a treat to hear this interview with Jared, who is an Enneagram One. Let's get started. Hey, Jared, thanks so much for coming on to My Enneagram Life. It's going to be so exciting to have you on uh, representing an Enneagram One. So I'd love to hear from you. Tell me your name, your career, some hobbies, and one thing that makes you an Enneagram One. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I just love your podcast and everything that you post on Instagram. So it's a real treat to be a part of this as well. But my name is Jared, and I am a former Army Special Forces. I did 16 years of active duty for the Army. Wow. And I, I just love being outside. So anything to do with the outdoors is my comfort zone. Uh, the things that make me a one is just that I'm very much a rule incentric. I must mm. follow rules at all costs, and then I must know the rules before I even attempt to do something. So, as you can tell, living in a city, traffic is horrendous for me because it <laughs> sets me off in every way. Oh, I bet. Oh, my gosh. And actually, Jared was the one that really uh, nudged me and pushed me to start my podcast again because... If I ever said something about it, him being a rule follower, I said, oh, I'm going to start it back up. And he would say, well, when are you going to do it? <laughs> yes, so, indeed. <laughs> that's awesome. So for the people listening that may not know what a one is, can you give us like a brief overview of who a one is? Uh, one is going to be a very organized, detailed planning person. Uh, for me, it is just uh, every thought and it can kind of get overwhelming from time to time. But uh, I always have several plans, and I'm always thinking of a different way of doing things and improving. And it basically becomes uh, a perfectionist. And it it can be great and wonderful for a career, mm. or it can just, you know, be damaging to just relationships because mm. not everyone likes to follow the rules like uh, type one does. Yeah. Well, I guess the military is probably a good job for you then because they're very uh, rule oriented, right? Oh, yes, very much so. Army regulations, doctrines, mm -hmm. um, after action reviews, they just do everything. It's all written down. There's a procedure. There's a form. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, I, I do very well with that. Uh, mostly, I'm the one people will, will ask if they need a reference for a certain doctrine because I probably read it 
Oh, yeah. So are you someone that's going to read all of the rules before everything, before you get into anything? Do you need to know all the details before you make a decision? Oh, very much so. Mm -hmm. It is from the beginning to the end. I want to know what everyone's trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. what will be accomplished, and when do we know it's finished. I must know the finish. And that's why I kind of, I guess one of my hobbies is running marathons uh -huh. and things. Because there's a distance, and once you reach that distance, you're finished. Yeah. Yeah, you're super active. You do a bunch of running things, so that's a really big accomplishment for sure. And everything that you're saying pretty much sounds like a strength of a one. But on this podcast, I really want to encourage each type. Um, so from your perspective, what do you think are the biggest strengths of a one? Like, what do they bring to the table? Uh, for the most part, organization. It's going to be one of the best strengths that they can do. They're going to be able to organize absolute chaos because they probably were already yeah. thinking about every potential solution even before it was brought up. Yeah, if I ever get to enjoy um, planning such as uh, activities, get-togethers, party planning. Yeah, I, I like to have mm -hmm. a, a hand in all the details because I will think of every scenario that is. And it, it, it can be – it's kind of fun for me to be able to be in that role. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I am not a planner, so I definitely need people like you and other people that plan in my life to help me with that. So that's one of the things that we can definitely take away from a, a one because um, a lot of other types don't do that. <laughs> and that's funny because I know you're also type three, uh -huh. and a lot of my peers that I attract are type threes, and it, that's okay. what kind of drives me nuts sometimes. Yeah. It's just that uh, they won't have all the details or uh, able to answer all the questions that I have. I'm curious then, how do you handle relationships that, or friendships even, that don't deal with the same aspects like you do? Oh, well, it took a lot of learning to figure out how to get to that point. But that's the beauty of Enneagram life is that you can prepare for things. And what I ended up finding success in is that I would just be quite literal with people. And I would tell them, I need you to plan this dinner so I can just turn my brain off or else it will go for every detail. And so it really is. Uh, routines are just so important for me as a one. I mean, I will literally do the exact same thing every single day, every single week, and be happy and content with it. So um, I would have to ask people, hey, if you're going to dinner, invite me as well as tell me all the details so I don't have to wonder anything. Think about it. Yeah. That's a really good um, point, especially for like a one. So when a one is in health, they are going to go to seven and they become more spontaneous and a little bit less detail oriented or routined and can just open themselves up to have more fun. So what does that look like for you then? Oh, for me, it's actually attending social events, um, Christmas parties, uh -huh. or or just any gathering. Uh, New Year's Eve, again, I'm a routine person, mm -hmm. so uh, St. Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve, everything is just the same for me. But when I get invited out, mm -hmm. 
and I'm on the healthier side, oh, yeah, I will say yes to the spontaneous events. Yeah. And uh, I will actually do more things. In fact, I can even say even recently, I am trying more restaurants and different foods because of that. Oh, that's fantastic. So is a one typically not going to try new things? Once they find something, they're just going to stick to it, would you say? Oh, yes, very much. And that's probably why a one could be so hard to find. Because unless you're in those spots that they are routinely doing... Uh, you probably won't encounter them. Okay. Well, since we're on the topic of growth, what would you say, give us a few tips on how a type one can grow? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, One of the growth methods, I would have to say that uh, you're going to have to ask and be direct with people. Uh, To be honest, like what had to end up working for me was therapy. I needed a neutral person who had a set of rules that could explain it to me of how to uh, not have expectations from people. And that was really big because I would always just think, why aren't they following the rules? Uh, uh, Everything is rule-based for one. And and for me especially, everything is a rule. A social cue, phone calls, like I believe that's a social interaction that you're obligated to answer a phone when someone calls. And now I hear people all the time, oh, I don't know the number. I'm not going to answer it. Okay. That's interesting. I've never thought of something like that before. But yeah, it is like, this is what you do when the phone rings, you answer it, right? So yeah, that's so funny. I'm curious. So you talked about expectations. You probably have very high expectations on yourself, which in turn... Do you put expectations on other people because of that? Oh, yes. So, so much. I mean, definitely too much because then, uh, dare I say, you go into a relationship, Mm -hmm. you've already have a bar raised so high because Mm -hmm. to just enter in any affection, I mean, that's a vulnerability Mm -hmm. and the rules for being vulnerable and heartbroken, uh, it it will be interesting to get close to one like that. Yeah. So how did you learn to kind of overcome those expectations? You said you went to therapy. Are there other ways that you um, learn to deal with the expectations? Well, one of the uh, things I do in academia, my degree is in psychology. So I was already fascinated with how the brain works and how humans think and cultures react. So I ended up enjoying uh, just learning more. So mm-hmm. when I actually ended up in the therapist, I learned the social rules for how I should be looking at things. And once I was given some rules, and one of them was very, very helpful, was I cannot make anyone feel anything. Mm. I cannot make them do anything. Right. Yeah. Even though I would say, yes, if you want to accomplish A, B to get to C, you mm-hmm. should do that. Um, financially, that's we, how I feel too. I, I have very good finances and I have an end goal for retirement. Mm. But I don't understand when people say they don't have an IRA. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I had to learn. I had to learn that not everyone's going to have an IRA like they, <laughs> like they should. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. Um, and I think the Enneagram definitely helps us with this. Um, but I think... Naturally, everyone thinks, oh, everyone is like me, and they should think like me, and they should act like me, and then we get into the real world, and we're like, 
oh, this is nothing like how I would do it. Why? And the Enneagram opens your our eyes up to like why they don't. Um, but it's definitely a grow, growing path and something that we have to learn to get over that spot, like you just said, uh, because people don't do what you think they're going to do. <laughs> nope. But it's been fun, especially learning the motivations for each Enneagram type. Yeah. I can now have the expectation of why they're reacting some way. So it's been great for as far as rules go. Yeah. Um, like I said, I encounter so many threes in my peers and, and yeah. network that I understand that, yes, they probably didn't listen to every word I said, <laughs> even though I chose all my words carefully. Yeah. So would you say that the way that you use the Enneagram the most is to understand why other types are doing what they're doing? Or what would you say is the biggest way you use the Enneagram? Oh, just knowing how and why they're thinking a certain way. Um, I, like your, your last guest was a four. Yeah. And I don't encounter many fours, mm -hmm. but now I think back and I say, okay, they're probably an artist and I'm not an artist. I'm not creative enough for that. Right. So that's probably why I haven't encountered any of the fours. But then so knowing uh, some of my coworkers, especially accountants, I'm realizing that they're probably fives. Uh-huh. So, so I know why they like those details. It's very interesting. The traits that each Enneagram has we more than likely just shift to different careers like you in the military, which is very detailed and routine, perfect for a one. Me as a three entrepreneur, I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to do whatever kind of a thing. Perfect for a three. And like you said, accountants, um, like a five. It is very interesting how the Enneagram helps you kind of figure out your careers and things like that. I had a question from one of my followers, and they asked, how can others validate you and encourage you when your inner critic is strong? And what can they say or do to help you see the good again? So for one, their inner critic is very strong. They are constantly, like Jared said, thinking about how things are working, thinking about the rules, um, and when something goes wrong, their inner critic is very high. So how would you ask others to validate you or encourage you when your inner critic is strong? Oh, well, I would say definitely kudos are very good because it actually alerts me to know that you notice a detail of something. Whereas I've noticed every detail of everything from top to bottom, so when I actually get validated and someone tells me, oh, yeah, I liked how you uh, really ended your, your class today, or it could even be uh, asking a repeat of something. For example, uh, I got two years in a row, got to be Master of Ceremonies for Secret Santa at the Christmas uh, party. So validating specific things about you or the way that you think, the way that you've planned is very helpful for you. Yes, uh, but anything for the details. Uh, socks, I am so well organized and planned that I actually have my socks w planned out of wh what I'm going to wear. And I can honestly say no one ever notices my socks, but I think they're witty and I think they're fun and I, I, I get colorful patterns. 
Yeah. Hey, and that's probably you moving into the direction of health, going into seven, being able to have that creative side, that fun side in your socks, still regimented, but at the same time, they're fun. Yes, yes, very much so. And yeah, I, I just, the details, it's all really all about noticing a detail. My rings, I love to wear jewelry. So I definitely get uh, excited when someone wants to know uh, where my ring came from because I, I like the story behind uh, pretty much everything about me to uh, even how I comb my hair. Sometimes I like to do zigzags in my part just, just to see if anyone will notice. And no one does, by the way. But if they did, how would that make you feel? I would say, oh, well, that was actually pretty neat. I was hoping someone would notice, and I'm kind of glad you did. Mm, yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know one, validate the little details in their lives because that is really what um, encourages them, it sounds like. And ones actually typically have problems with resentment and impatience. Um, so going back to more of a growth tip for a one, how would you say um, ones can deal with resentment or impatience in a healthy way? Well, typically because of uh, how routine works for us and me specifically, I like to just get into something that's uh, mindless of sorts. Mm -hmm. And some of those are going to the movies it could just be going for a run for hours, cycling for hours, swimming for hours. Swimming is actually the best because it turns off my audible senses and all I mm -hmm. hear is my breathing and it's just a rhythm. Yep. But uh, it's really got to be uh, a strong person has to be with the one when they're in that position mm -hmm. because sometimes I will get moody, I will get angry, and really, it just takes my friend saying, chill out. And I'm like, and I'll say, oh, yeah, I guess it's getting a little, a little eccentric there. So, <laughs> And your outlet for any like pent up anger and frustration, anything like that is just always exercise, would you say? Or being alone in a crowd. Um, that's one way of doing it. That way I, I feel like I'm socially interacting, but I'm a, kind of no one is being noticed of me. Uh, baseball games. I love baseball games. Uh, they appeal to my uh, the rule nature in me. I love that there's so much statistics and data, but however, it's still unpredictable, even though baseball should be absolutely predictable with all the statistics <laughs> they take. So with something like that, even fun things like sports, do you look into the statistics and all the rules and everything prior to going to the game? Oh, not all the time because time management is always going to be the crutch. And there's just mm -hmm. not enough time in the world for a one. So the sacrifices on my healthier side is I don't look at all the details for baseball statistics or yeah. the rules. But even though it'll drive me nuts, I won't lie. I left work a little bit early so I could have plenty of time to prepare for this. And there yeah. were some unread emails in my inbox and it's tearing me up knowing that they're there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but something that I do so appreciate about one and about you, Jared, is that you're on time. Every time that we've talked, you're always on time. And one's like, 
I love that because you can always rely on them and depend on them. And a huge thing for one is respect. And I think um, being on time for things is a huge sign of respect. And so would you say that respect is a huge part of who a one is? Oh, most definitely. Time is the only resource that I know of that I cannot make more of. Mm -hmm. So when I spend time with someone, it means a lot. That's something I can't get back. And uh, memories are great for me. And I love spending time with people. But at the same time, once they're late, it really gets under my skin. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and this is just kind of a random question. Would you say that you are more of an introvert or an extrovert? I'm kind of taking a poll across the board every type that I talk to to see what they tend to fall in as. Are you an introvert or an extrovert, do you think? Oh, solidly introvert. I do not like being out in public. I, I definitely enjoy just being by myself. That's my recharge. So, uh, so for me, I don't know if all ones are introvert. I almost suspect that they kind of would be, though. For one, I haven't found any other ones. And so they, I think they're all just hidden in their little introverted worlds. Uh, if I didn't have certain type threes in my life, I would not be out at a, at a bar or brewery. I would just be at home. <laughs> yeah, and and I am not a one, but I would almost assume that being by yourself, you can know exactly what to expect from yourself and you're in your comfort zone. Does that resonate with you? Oh, very much. Control is so hard to hand over, but I really have to trust someone to mm-hmm. let them take control over any of the planning details, whether it's uh, going to the movies on time or trying to kayak down a river and how we're going to get there. Uh, if they're even just going to get a UPS package for me, like I, I have to trust them in all the details or else I will just be wondering the whole time, how are they doing it? Did they do it the way I would do it? That's super interesting because for a three, if I give them a task, I don't care how they do it as long as it gets done. So a lot of times ones and threes can be mistyped because sometimes they're both goal-oriented and at times detail-oriented, but there are some huge factors that make them different just like you just said. (laughs) I don't care how it gets done and you care how it gets done. Oh, yeah. Very, very much. And I really won't even mind as long as uh, if I'm asking the questions and someone has a detailed answer for each question I ask. All right. Now now we're on to something. Uh, just like my younger soldiers when we're training uh, field craft and trying to uh, choose a location for their bivouac site. As long as they can answer all the questions I have, then it's a, it's a solid plan. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, well, I want to ask you one last closing question for fun. What is one thing that only type ones will understand? Hmm. I would have to say that it's probably going to go back to traffic. Right of way is how we drive in America. So (laughs) lead vehicle has a right of way. Left lane is for passing. Everyone knows this, but no one does it. So following the rules on the road. Very much. Oh, and 
the road, bicycles, walking. I don't even like it when people walk on the left side because I still think you should be following traffic rules on the sidewalk. But yeah, yeah, we just have a rule for everything. Every aspect of our lives, we have a rule made. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I'm so glad we got to talk today, Jared. It was so interesting to hear more about uh, the mind of a one and who you are, kind of how you work and everything like that. Um, but do you have any last closing thoughts or encouraging words to a one? Uh, well, I would have to think that we are kind of rare, even with the uh, what I've seen in the research. It's a 10% of the types out there are ones. And that's for both genders of male and female. And they're probably just right down the street next door, and you're not going to see them. But uh, I also would say that it's okay to not always follow the rules. And if you can actually just tell someone to take charge, trust them to do it, and let them do it, you will finally be relieved. You really will. And that's been something that I've learned a lot is that I just let go and I can enjoy it better if I don't have to use my brain and the details mm, for it. Yeah, that's a good one. So for all the ones listening, take that to heart, let go, grow into your seven a little bit and um, be a little spontaneous. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jared. This was so fun. Um, I'm excited for other ones to hear about you and how ones work um, and others to grow and learn from you as well. So thanks again for your time, and I'll talk to you later. Yes, it was a great. Thank you so much. And that wraps up today's episode with Jared, the Enneagram One. If you like this podcast episode, Share it with a friend, and I want to hear from you. So tell me what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was, and send me a DM on Instagram at My Enneagram Life. And if you are looking for a community of people who love the Enneagram and want to use the Enneagram to grow in self-awareness and communication, join us in our exclusive Enneagram community on Patreon. Our group name is My Enneagram Life. And I'll link the details in the show notes below. And keep working toward becoming the best version of yourself.